Hey guys, welcome to Edutainment 101, the most entertaining and educational podcast in the world. And thank you guys for clicking on my video. Thank you for listening on other platforms like Spotify. Thank you so much for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, please hit that subscribe button and because uh, I'm going to be posting a lot of podcasts in this channel and uh, I'm going to be uh, trying to interview more people and uh, get as much as good content as possible so stay tuned and uh, follow me on all the platforms that you are listening to so guys recently i read this amazing book called the uh, biology of belief by bruce lipton dr bruce lipton like it's an amazing book guys you got you have to read it if you are uh, into reading books or something i mean if you're not into reading books just read about the just try to read it because it's amazing the book is crazy man it actually made me think a lot and uh it's going to if you want to live a healthy lifestyle and you want to live a happy uh life you have to read that book it's it's a must read he's basically a scientist the author he's basically a scientist and he discovered something uh that is going to change our lives if we actually implement it in our lives and uh the book has scientific proof of everything that he has said you know so you i mean it's a it's a proven thing so you there is no reason why not to believe what is there in the book so i'm going to talk about this book amazing book so basically in this first chapter of biology of belief uh the author talks about the history of uh, science basically how it started and you know what the f- before science even had before science had even come you know what was happening before that you know there was scientists having these philosophies and um they, but they didn't have any way to prove those philosophies but then science had come and then prove some some philosophies were proven right some were proven wrong because they they somehow found the proof that it is true or not So basically the first chapter he talks about the science and the history of science and uh, everything like there were two types of philosophies basically uh, before science had even been started it was uh, one of the f- greek philosophers called democritus was uh, a believer of that atoms were physical structure and movement happens when atoms collide with each other he he had a very materialistic materialistic view of the world i would say and um, there was another philosopher called socrates who then believed who who also believed that you know ma- there is a materialistic component to the world to the life but there is also a vitalistic component i mean so vitalistic component is basically based on energy and spirit so socrates believed that you know there's not only a materialistic com- component but also vitalistic component which is based on energy and spirit so there were these two types of philosophies that people used to believe and um, some scientists believe the vitalistic uh, is true and some scientists believe vi- uh, atomist you know and being atomist is true so there were two types of scientists one who believed atomist one who were atomist and one who were vitalist so this is how the history somewhat started and that was chapter 1 i'm not going to bore you by talking too much in detail about this but i'm going to tell you the basics i mean uh, honestly i was a little bit bored in chapter 1 but 
uh, after reading the book i realized the chapter 1 is actually important to know because um it, it, it it's the if you if you understand chapter 1 then it's easier to understand chapter 2 and 3 because it talks about the science and everything so you need to understand a little bit of science uh, and then apparently albert einstein that awesome dude that we all know uh, he proved through quantum uh, physics quantum mechanics that atoms was not the smallest part of the universe you know there was something inside it like you know energy so he proved he has a, he ha with this quantum mechanics he proved that you know there is something like energy inside atoms so like he was like albert einstein was like yo guys chill you know i got this uh he proved the world that you know there is something like energy through quantum mechanics and then and then there was suddenly a cosmic joke you know cosmic joke is basically where you know scientists thought that they know everything and there's nothing much more to know about uh about uh, physics and uh, since this cosmic joke happened and gave uh, this cosmic joke was then given rise to a, from mechanical world to energy world like well the world thought that everything was mechanical now after all the proof now the world thinks there is a uh, energy energy in and uh, this is then become became an energy world and that gave rise to uh, advancement in technology like cell phones and uh, you know x-rays like you guys guys this piece of metal that you have you can literally talk to someone from one part of the world to another part of the world what fuck this is crazy guys i mean you guys ever think that i mean right now since we use it every day we don't realize it but really think about it like how does it work it is energy like people scientists started believing on energy and then started making inventions inventions where they could use energy in technology and that's how that's how gave rise to uh, cell phones basically if they didn't know that okay there's nothing like energy there's only you know mechanical stuff you know the atoms there's atoms had no nothing inside then they wouldn't have been technology like x-rays or cell phones or anything you know so that's crazy to think about then scientists started you know doing more research about cells that's what chapter 1 talks about even the author he did he did his research on stem cells so basically he says that you know a human body is made up of 50 trillion cells like 50 trillion cells and you know each cell is the same is like each other i mean you are just a mirror image of one cell that is there in your body so if you study that one cell that means you have you have studied the whole human body because this the functioning of one cell is the same has the same functions of a human body so that's like a shortcut for scientists you know they say they were like yo if you just study the cell i mean that's and if you work on you know how we can control the cell then we can understand how we can control the human body i mean think about it if you understood how the cell works and how we can control the cell then you can actually control the human body and that's how the scientists thought and did years of decades of research and this scientist the author blue uh, dr bruce lipton he realized something that no one had actually realized people scientists used to think that the human body was controlled by genes i mean 
they were like if your father has cancer then probably you would have cancer and your grandson would have cancer because your father's genes are going getting passed down and uh, genes control our lives so whatever is in your genes and that's what it is that's what you are and you, you there's nothing you can do about it they were like we are victims of these genes that control us that's what scientists used to think i mean like scientists thought that and then bruce lipton proved that that was wrong that all these while we were thinking that the genes were controlling our, our, our lives but that was false like genes were not actually controlling our lives genes were just a blueprint of genes were just a blueprint that make the protein that controls our lives and these proteins when and and now we're going to understand how these proteins are controlling our lives and how we can control the protein so that we can actually control our lives and uh, the genes just make proteins without the genes proteins cannot be made so when we when we take out the nucleus from the cell which is the brain of the cell they found out that the brain of the cell is still func the the brain of the cell is removed from the cell but the cell is still living for a few months and that's like impossible because if you remove the human the brain from the human body it cannot function anymore but if you remove the brain of the cell which is the nucleus it's still living so it's there is that's not it's not it's not uh, right to call the nucleus the brain of the cell because how is it possible that the cell is still living so that that was like a really great discovery which led to the discovery of that the genes are just the genes that are in the nucleus are just controlling uh, are just the blueprint that make the proteins the proteins are the one which are actually controlling the cell and uh, that's how uh, the author when he did experiments on stem cells found out that so the, the proteins of this cell changed its shape according to the environmental conditions so if we could fi find out what causes behavior then we can find out what was the problems in that behavior the defect in the behavior that expresses as diseases so if we could find out how these diseases that we have in our daily lives occur and we can control those things we could you know stop them from happening and uh, this is this was one of the ways that after doing the experiment of stem cells he realized that the environmental conditions are the ones that change the shape of the proteins and the proteins as i said were the ones that were uh, you know controlling the you know uh, were the ones that were controlling the functions of our lives and um, since that was happening they were like yo if we could find out how are the proteins are changing shape then we could find out why do we have diseases and how, and how could we change that you know how could we stop from stop stop all those diseases that come to us so he was like there are only three ways so he discovered that the proteins in the cell change its shape according to environmental conditions and these environmental conditions have an impact on these proteins which are changing according to its perception to the environmental conditions so according to the proteins perception to the environmental conditions the proteins are shaping its shape changing its shape 
and because of the change of shape that's how the cells are functioning so there are only three ways so the signals that the proteins in our cells take from the environmental conditions are those signals that it has the perception of the environment environment so there are three ways that the signal can be dis distorted that would cause a dysfunction in the protein mechanism the first one is trauma trauma is basically if you are walking down the street and you slip on a banana and you break your back so that's like something physically happens uh, and that sends a signal to the cell that oh fuck we are, he fell and uh, so that causes one way where the signal can be distorted the second one is toxins if you take some poison or if you take something uh, that is poisonous the cells would get signal that okay he's consuming something poisonous so he has to get that disease and the third one is the mind this was an interesting one the third one is the mind there's nothing there is nothing wrong with the signals of the mind the mind is doing what it's supposed to do it is the thought of the mind it is the per, uh, perceptions of the mind that changes the signal of the cell so if you have a misperception so basically the even the misperception of the mind gives inappropriate signals to the proteins scientifically it's proven that genes don't control our lives it's basically the proteins of the cell that control our life and how we could control the proteins of the cell is the way we can control our lives so if the proteins of the cell are reacting to the signal of the environment uh, conditions according to the perception of the so the proteins of the cell are changing because of its perception to the environmental conditions then if we change our perception then we can change the signal of the cell that means we could change our functioning of our body oh my god that's crazy if you guys understood what i'm trying to say is that for example if you have a misperception of something then that misperception misperception of the mind sends a signal to the cell of what it is and that's how your body would react that that's crazy that's what chapter 1 is chapter 2 is basically how the signal gets picked up by the proteins so the cha chapter 2 says about how these um, protein how these signals get picked up by the protein the cells basically have a cell brain that is so thin that we cannot see it's in there and people didn't know that the cells had something like a cell brain like a like a skin kind of thing and these cell brain ha have uh, has um, something like receptors and effectors these are the two things that the cell membrane has and through this the signal is con the miss the perceptions are converted into uh, signals the receptors are like nose skin ears etc which absorb the signal from the environment like if the receptor is getting a signal that it's too cold outside so the signal is going to the effectors that it's too cold outside then the effectors is going to make the effect in the body by increasing the body temperature so that it could balance it out so basically the protein send the so the protein sends its perception of the environmental environment to the cell so basically our perception influences our behavior so life is not controlled by genes it's actually controlled by the signal of the en environment which is our perception 
how you perceive the world selects which genes should be activated but not only selects but modifies it so since perception runs runs our genes misperceptions can run misrun our genes so that's why the name of the book is biology of belief not biology of perception so if you read the book and and uh and you go through the book you'll realize that uh basically the biology of a life is run by the perceptions of us but but the book the book of the title is not biology of perception is biology of belief because whatever we believe we are whatever we believe basically and scientifically proven that so there are like basically three types of perceptions he talks about in chapter 2 and they are like positive growth growing perception and protective behavior perception elevator music perception basically positive growth perce- growing perception is for example love if you love something you would be attracted to it and you would go towards it so the signals of love is you know pushes you towards that and protection behavior perception is like a uh, flight or fight behavior you have a perception basically that there is a tiger in front of you and your body sends a signal to the cells of your body that there is a tiger you're fucked if you don't fight or flight so the blood is rushed to the arms and legs and uh, the body then reacts by either fly- flight or fight in that situation and the third type of perception is elevator music perception basically it's a perception where it doesn't give any effect it doesn't either give protection or growth you are neither negatively impacted or positively impacted by it it's like elevator music like when you go inside an elevator and you're just listening and there's a music playing in the elevator it's like in the background you don't even realize there's a music playing in the background so that's what the third type of perceptions are and uh, fear can be the protection perception and love can be a growth perception that for ex- that's an example that we can give when we have a fear perception we have we get into a stress and stress hormones gets released and sends the blood to the arms and legs giving the arms and legs the priority to distribution of blood the blood stops in the other major areas like gut which helps in keeping immunity and maintains the body in good health by fighting from threat like virus and bacteria inside the body then the growth perception is stopped and the growth mechanism shuts off when we when we are in stress so basically stress shuts down the immune system and it and it's easier to get affected by diseases when you are stressed rather than happy so this proves that if someone is under stress there is a higher chances of that person getting a disease so if that guy is getting depressed and he's in stress all the time basically the 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 body doesn't know what's happening outside it's just taking the perception of the mind and making the effect so the so the mind is telling the body that i'm in stress there's something bad happening outside then the growth hormones get shut off and the body tells to itself okay so there's something bad happening outside we have to uh, prepare ourselves by going into a flight or fight mode and the way the body goes into a flight or fight mode is it sends the blood to the arms and legs and um, this way the arms and legs more get more energy to go into a flight or fight mode and that in turn stops the blood from going into other growth hormone uh, areas where the gut is protecting the immune system uh, from diseases 
and the blood is gone is taken away from those areas and gone to the uh, protection areas like the arms and legs where you can go and fight or flight mode so this way you yeah, it's easier for people to get diseases when they're on stress but people don't get stress it's just the perception of stress that gets them stress that's what i think it is about all about and we are when you're when we are stressed you're less intelligent because in stress the blood is sent from the forebrain to the hindbrain with the with the hindbrain is used for reflex mechanisms and for for forbid the forebrain conscious mechanism which help us think basically the two types of brain the forebrain and the hindbrain the forebrain helps people uh it's a conscious mechanism which helps people think and uh, they are more intelligent because of the forebrain but the hindbrain is used for more of the reflex mechanisms but the when you when people are in stress the blood is sent to the forebrain and it's for its blood is sent to the hindbrain and it forbids the forebrain from blood because it at that situation uh, during stress the brain is like we need your we need uh, more reflex mechanisms than we need anything else so the conscious mechanism that helps us think is stopped and the stress is then releases more blood to the hindbrain which helps in reflex mechanisms but under normal evolution the brain and the body is able to handle short periods of stress like when you face a tiger we have to run away from the tiger but in today today's world people are stressed like for long durations of time which can affect our health immensely and the growth hormones completely stop to feed the protection hormones if you guys realize that if you get any disease it's basically started off because you were getting stressed and stress opens up doors for diseases and that's true it's scientifically proven so it's not our body or our brain that is wrong it is a perception to the outside world which is causes diseases in our body it's op- it basically opens the doors for diseases so people get disease and they blame the body oh fuck i have a cancer oh fuck i have this oh fuck i have that disease but it's not the disease it's not the body that we have to blame it's not that we are victims to the diseases we are not the victims we can actually control these diseases from ha- not happening to us it's a perception to the outside world which causes the diseases in our body you know if you guys actually read the book you would understand it scientifically why it's true that our perceptions are the ones that opens the doors to diseases in our body so if if you have the wrong perception then like for example if you have a wrong perception of stress then the stress is going to be opening up doors for diseases in your body so but in normal evolution like uh, the human body is made to cope up with short burst of stress during the evolution of humans uh, when when they see a tiger they get stress and they run away from the tiger and then they are back to normal but to today's world as you guys know you know how the world how our lives are running so fast and we are on our phones all the time and we we think about uh stuff so much that we get stress so easily and for so long that the stress hormones in our body is uh there for so long which causes which the body is not able to cope up and it then causes makes us have diseases the body is not meant to basically have the stress for 
long durations of time and in today's world you guys realize that we get stressed 24 hours 365 days all the time and imagine if you are stressed for so long how much diseases you can keep having and you blame your body you're like fuck my body is fucked i have a very low immune system and i have this and i have that but it's actually a perception it's not your body it's a perception so that was chapter 2 all about chapter 3 is basically it's about where do we get this perception that we run our body this book is so interesting like even chapter 2 when i started reading i was like fuck i didn't realize all this it's crazy how the human body works and you actually think about it it's actually true he's also he's also giving scientific reasons of how it's true so that's crazy so now we're going to come to chapter 3 this was chapter uh, all in chapter 2 and uh, chapter 3 so chapter 3 basically talks about where we get this uh, perceptions that run our body so we have like uh, perceptions for like uh, one kind of perceptions can mean when if i hit your knee then you'll kick your leg so that that's something like instinct reaction so instincts are like one kind of perception but however the vast majority of perceptions that we acquire in our lives are not from our instincts but from our experience that we face in our lives in the planet and especially experience that repeats itself that becomes an automatic and habitual perceptions that repeats itself over and over again are built onto something called the subconscious mind the subconscious mind requires no conscious processing for example when you learned how to walk it was a conscious effort to take each and every step the way you took it but slowly when you started practicing it that it became subconscious effort and you don't think about anymore when you're walking about how, about how to walk now since the program of walking is stored in your subconscious mind it is not required by the conscious mind to process that so basically there's two kind of uh, perceptions that we acquire from the conscious mind and one is from the subconscious mind so the conscious mind is uh, that records everything that you do by and it's all your habits and everything like for example the program of walking is stored in your subconscious mind and you don't actually have to think about walking consciously so it's not a work of the conscious mind it's co work of the subconscious mind and uh, whatever you don't have to think is and you and you do it without thinking is basically your subconscious mind is doing now you don't have to be conscious of walking subconscious mind is an automatic automated program that requires no contribution from the conscious mind except for the intention so the basically the work of conscious mind is do the intention of walking from a to b if you want to go from a to b it is the conscious mind's effort to make the intention to go from a to b but the subconscious mind does the walking from a to b conscious mind is the creative mind i can create anything in my conscious mind but the subconscious mind is not creative it's not creative at all it is like a tape recorder that there is no and there is no one inside that subconscious mind and if i record a program inside the subconscious mind the subconscious mind plays like a tape recorder for a lifetime until i rec record something uh, until i re-record something and uh, subconscious mind has nobody inside there is no one to say what is wrong or what is right in the subconscious mind whatever is recorded even if it's destructive or bad behavior that is recorded it is still going to play uh, the, but the conscious mind has the power to say to the subconscious mind yo bro stop what i want to play something else don't play this um from the pre-recorded programs of this conscious mind uh, that's what that's the power of the conscious mind so the conscious mind has the power 
to play the programs of the subconscious mind the subconscious mind is going to record all the programs that it ha it has been recording all its life and um, but the subconscious mind but this is a very interesting fact the subconscious mind is a million times more powerful than the conscious mind subconscious mind is a million times powerful than the conscious mind so imagine how good the subconscious mind can be if you train it right because the programs of the subconscious mind can be overpower can overpower the programs of the conscious mind the subconscious mind can process up to 40 billion bits of bits of data per second conscious mind can only process 40 bits of data per second like for example you're driving a car you're just learning how to drive a car you're conscious about the uh, headlights you're conscious about the steering wheel conscious about the gear you're conscious about which uh, which how much you're accelerating how much you're doing what everything is conscious but once you have learned by repeated process of practicing you it becomes subconscious for you you don't think about the gear you don't think about how much to accelerate you don't think about the steering wheel it's just so automatic to you it's become a such a habit that it's it's your subconscious mind that is actually driving the car not your conscious mind your conscious mind is basically thinking about something else while you're driving the car it's having a conversation with the passenger uh, and thinking about the conversation while you're driving the car and some, that's why sometimes when you're driving your car and you're so into a conversation you actually you're like uh, you forget where you're driving and you you're going to the wrong way i mean you guys realize that like you'll be like driving for so long and you'll be like oh fuck i i was supposed to go left and i took a right because i was so into uh, this conversation or so into a uh, con- thought of my conscious mind yeah so that's how the conscious mind uh, and the conscious mind is has can process only 40 bits of data per second so if you are like you know if you're getting stressed or so, if you're getting like uh stressed about something like you're you're learning how to drive a car and then suddenly uh, the teacher who's teaching you how to drive a car is giving you instructions and then uh you you suddenly see uh a wall in front of you and you're scared that you might hit that wall with the car and then your your mind is like okay i have to i can't focus on so many things at one time the the he's shouting at you he's saying uh, press the brake press the brake he she's the passenger is thinking about the driver who's trying to learn how to drive is he's thinking so many things that he's not able to like actually process everything that is happening because of because the conscious mind can only process 40 bits of data per second but the subconscious mind can process up to 40 billion bits of data per second so everything that you're doing 95% of your day is run by the subconscious mind and only 5 to 1% 95 to 99% of the day is run by the subconscious mind and only 5 to 1% of the time your conscious mind is making is running that's crazy to think about that subconscious mind has everything to do with your life that you're walking you're driving your uh, the way you're breathing the way or the way you're thinking the way you're eating brushing everything is done by the subconscious mind and it's simultaneously that's how you're able to multitask because the subconscious mind is recorded so many programs in your mind that you're able to do 10 things at once and the conscious mind is only working 40 bits per second so it's focusing on the con- one particular thing when the conscious mind is not working the subconscious mind takes over and we don't realize it when the subconscious mind is taken over that's crazy to think about you know 
like when you're learning how to drive the program of driving is not stored in your subconscious mind so your conscious mind is taken over the process of learning how to drive a car but once you learn how to drive a car repeated practice it stores in your subconscious mind now since program is in your subconscious mind your conscious mind does not get involved and when you when you're having a discussion with someone in the passenger seat your conscious mind is focusing on the discussion while your subconscious mind is driving the car and sometimes you are so focused on the discussion like after 10 15 minutes you 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 lose you realize your focus on the road was gone and you're somewhere else so there is so therefore the conscious mind cannot see the programs of the subconscious mind and when it's functioning most of the time the conscious mind is involved in the thinking of the future or thinking of the past or it is it is not paying attention and the subconscious mind takes over you guys realize when you're going when you're walking down the street or something you know you suddenly uh, start thinking about the past the future or you think about something that happened to you or think about what's going to happen to you in the future your subconscious mind is taking over everything else now your conscious mind is only thinking about your thoughts i mean the conscious mind is the is 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 thinking about the past and the future and the and the other things so like when you're thinking about other things your subconscious mind is taken over and you don't even realize it when you and when you say to someone that you are just like a mom you just like you know i get this a lot like um my mom keeps telling me that i am just like my dad and my dad keeps telling me that i'm you're just like your mom just like your mom. i get so confused why do they keep saying that i mean i'm not like my mom and dad i'm like me i do i am me so i it's crazy but now after reading this book i realize why do why do these people say that you know when when someone says to you you're just like your mom or your dad and you look at them with very confused face and say that i say that they're not like the mom and dad but but the reason why they say that is because in the conscious mind they're different from their mom and dad but they don't realize that they are that there are programs of their behaviors of their mom and dad in their subconscious mind so they cannot see it that they are just like the mom and dad so i cannot see it that i am just like my mom and dad but in, in my subconscious mind there are programs recorded of the behavior of of my mom and dad because i've been living with them all my life so i i i've recorded their behavior by looking at them and it's that's become my behavior so that's why people think that you're just like your mom and dad when someone says that to you and we started getting perceptions that constitute to our subconscious mind since we are developing in our mother's stomach the perception of the en- en- environment that we were taking in was from the perception of the mother that we were inside of and as the child is born and growing with the mother and the father it downloads the behavior of the mother and father into its subconscious mind so guys you don't realize it since you are in your mother's stomach you your subconscious mind has been recording everything and since you don't know what's happening out in the outside world you're going to have the perception of your mother because you're inside your mother and that is going to record in your subconscious mind so guys it's crazy to think of yeah so it's basically scientifically proven that when a mother is in stress and she's pregnant with a baby her baby gets the perception of her mother and that affects the baby's life because for example if a mother it's it's scientifically proven that a mother when she is in stress the baby starts also feeling stress and the the blood rushes into the baby's fore hind brain which is used for reflex actions 
and uh, arms and legs so once the baby is born the baby would have bigger arms and legs and bigger hind brain because of the stress of the mother's perception gave the baby's perception that it is under stress and that change its physical structure of the baby because of the mother's perception that gave the child's perception and even after the baby is born like from the years from the till the child is 7 years old the child does not have a conscious mind it has something called the sub, uh, alpha conscious mind and the child is only recording everything in its mind through its subconscious mind so whatever the child from the years of uh, from the from till the age of 7 whatever the child is seeing and uh, whatever the child is perception is it's all getting recorded in the child's uh, subconscious mind which is going to take which is going to be there forever like for example when a mother sees a snake and shouts oh my god it's a snake run run the child also downloads the program of the mother's perception that that of of the snake that is to run away from the snake when it sees it but when the mother for example sees the snake and says look what a beautiful creature it's a garden snake then the child's child also downloads the program of the mother's perception of the snake that the snake is a beautiful creature so the subconscious mind not only records the perception you have on your to your environment but also records other people's perception that they have on their environment so that's crazy i mean you guys have to think about it when a child is from zero when a child is till the age of 7 whatever it's mom whatever whatever it's whatever it sees it's recording it's in subconscious mind the behavior the perception whatever the mom the whatever the child's parents whatever the child is seeing the parents do it's recording in in its mind it's crazy to think about that i mean that's like what the fuck the subconscious mind actually operates 95 to 99% of the time of the day but the conscious mind operates only 5 to 1% of the time of the day the kids until 6 years of age have something called the alpha conscious mind they are just recording everything in their conscious mind and behavior they see or when someone tells them something all the perception of their environment gets stored in their subconscious mind and sometimes they might record in their subconscious mind perception that might not help them in the future and might self sabotage them for example when a child with its mother in a shop and the mother is in a hurry and to leave suddenly the child might say uh, to the mother mommy mommy i want that toy and the frustrated mother might say in anger no you don't deserve this toy no come on let's go we are leaving the child stores this perception in its subconscious mind that 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 he doesn't deserve and he is not good enough for that children less than 6 don't think that about this in their conscious mind because they don't have a conscious mind it doesn't work that time the conscious mind is not even working that time they download everything in their subconscious mind and subconscious mind is a habit player it not only plays the habit when he when we were 6 but also plays all the habits until we die so that's crazy to think about and that same child whose mother said to him that he's not good enough and he doesn't deserve that turns 40 and turns 40 years old and faces a similar situation where his job is not paying him enough and his subconscious mind repeatedly plays to his uh, plays in his head you don't deserve you uh, you don't deserve you're not good enough and in, and in his perception he thinks that he doesn't deserve a raise because he's not good enough 
that's because the subconscious mind is working 95 to 99 percent of the day playing all the habits that is recorded in your subconscious mind what the fuck guys everything you're doing the whole day 95 to 99 percent of the time it's just the habits of the subconscious mind that is playing and only 5 to 1 percent of the time is the conscious mind that is the creative mind that is doing creative things that's fucked up to think about actually oh my god so basically guys this is how we get fucked up in our life and even if you try to change the subconscious mind with a conscious mind it's not possible because there's no one inside the subconscious mind it's just like a tape recorder playing all the habits that it has downloaded and also subconscious mind is million times powerful than the conscious mind a million fucking times more powerful than the conscious mind so you cannot change the subconscious mind whatever the subconscious mind is recorded all your life it's going to keep playing and it's like a tape recorder that is that there is no one inside so it's just going to keep playing so the functions of the brain is perception it is to re read the world and then adjust the biology of our lives our lives are actually a printout of our subconscious mind more than it is the printout of programs we would envision in our subconscious mind so talking to the sub subconscious mind is the useless attempt to change it if you want to change what is there in the subconscious mind the only way only way to do it is to press the record button and when you record something now it will rewrite the program so guys think about think about it like this the subconscious mind is like a fucking tape recorder it just keeps recording every single thing that you do and you keep seeing your perceptions of life it is stored in the the programs that you learn it is all stored in the subconscious mind it's like a tape recorder it only records it cannot it cannot uh, you know delete or it cannot rewind or fast forward or uh, anything it, it has only one button the subconscious mind has only one button and it is it is the record button you can only record and rewrite the programs in your subconscious mind so that's something good to think about i mean at least we can do something about our subconscious mind and it's not like we don't have anything we cannot do anything about it for example you're driving a car and you stop at the signal and you can hear dialogues going in your head basically it's tapes playing from the subconscious mind and the 70% of, of and the 70% or more of those tapes that are playing are negative that's what it's proven 70% of those thoughts that you have are negative or redundant uh, take a moment now and then and tune into those thoughts what am i thinking if you're listening to them most of these thoughts are oh that will not that will never work oh that can can't happen oh i can't get that and these are the types of thoughts that are playing 95 to 99% of the fucking time so when you hear something like oh that can't that cannot happen so next time when you hear something like oh no that can't happen stop and say oh no wait that's not true that can happen and i can get this so if you are conscious of your thoughts you can change them lifetime and if you continue habitually changing such thoughts you can lead them to rewriting the tapes of your subconscious mind but guys it is it is like a very 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 difficult process to do this in the speed of life we are living now it's like almost impossible to actually do that you know keep keeping track of what we are thinking and trying to change it so it's like almost to impossible but to a certain extent maybe you can try doing this but there's another way that uh, can help uh, this process is called something like the buddhist mindfulness this process 
is to allow the conscious mind to be in the present and live in the present rather than to live in the past or the future by thinking about the past or the future because the conscious mind has all the wishes and the aspirations and the desire and that you want in your life and if you stay conscious and stop daydreaming and stop thinking about the past or the future and be here now then you are actually running the machine life with the intentions that you like but the moment life gets busy you start thinking about other things like the past or the future and the subconscious mind takes over and the programs that do not support you buddhist mindfulness is a way to a uh, way to uh, a way to do it but it is very difficult for most people to do it because it requires a lot of time and investment to pay attention to your thoughts so other way the other way is the clinical hypnosis which i do not understand much about it but apparently uh, there is a way to rewrite the programs uh, apparently the subconscious mind opens up uh, to recording things right when you are about to sleep uh, you know that the time and uh, from when you are going from the subconscious mind to conscious mind to the subconscious mind the the time in the subconscious mind shuts off when you are sleep when you are going to sleep that is the time and uh, when you are about to wake up when the conscious mind is about to come back that is the time where you can record uh, the subconscious mind by listening to some tapes or something i don't know i don't know much about it but that's what it said in the book so if you have if you face problems so basically what i'm trying to say is if we have if we face problems in our lives it's not because there is something wrong with you or your genes or the body or we are we are mind inside a body therefore perception controls every aspect of our lives the behavior of our genes and we can change our health by changing our mind guys have you ever thought that this could be true and is scientifically proven now in this book that we can change our health by changing our mind the mind controls our biology it's simple as that this also includes the placebo effect guys if you have not heard of the placebo effect like for example when the doctor gives you a pill when you're sick and and you take it thinking that the pill will fix you but when you're actually when you actually become all right you think that the pill was the reason but the pill had nothing to do much to do with it it was a belief that helped you become all right and your perception this was actually uh, you know there was an experiment done a doctor actually gave a, a sick patient sugar cube or something i don't know he just gave the patient and said this you know pill is the best pill in the world it's going to solve it's 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 the it's a new pill it's it's uh, scientifically proven it's very strong it can cure your disease and the patient actually took the pill thinking that the pill is actually going to you know help him cure his disease and when he became all right he actually thought that the pill was the reason why he became all right but it was actually his belief that the pill will help him become all right so it's actually scientifically proven that there is something like a placebo effect where you think that the reason why your 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 disease is gone because of the pill but the pill had nothing to do with the disease but it was just your belief that the pill will cure your disease and your your disease got cured it's crazy to think that actually worked their experiment just like that there's something called the nocebo effect when someone tells you a bad news you can make you can it can make people sick people even die by just telling the bad news like perception of the news you know something bad that happened something bad news or something someone tells you you, you your perception might even kill you i mean it can 
cause a lot of diseases so we basically are a device control so we are basically a device controlled by perception guys perception and we control that perception so we control our lives we have that is called called epigenetics uh something above genetics that per, the perceptions of the environment and less than 1% guys this this is going to kill you this is going to like fucking you be like what the fuck is this less than 1% of the diseases are controlled by genes the rest 99% of diseases are controlled by our lifestyle and our environment which is our perception 50 trillion cells are listening to your thoughts and acting according to accordingly you're having fucking 50 trillion cells on in your body which is only listening to your mind's perception your mind's thoughts so whatever you're thinking that's what the signals are going to 50 fucking trillion cells and that's how your body is reacting oh my fucking god this is going mad who's that in possible i can't believe it and you can renew your life and your belief and power and you're powerful to do any miracles that you want to do and if you believe in what you can do you can do miracles you have to believe in what programs are in the subconscious mind that doesn't support you and change those programs So guys if I'm going to going to say that if you can renew your life with your belief you're powerful to do any miracle that you want to do and if you believe in what you can do you can fucking do miracles guys miracles you have to believe in what programs are in the subconscious mind that doesn't support you and change those programs guys i did a little bit of research this is what the books was all about i did a little bit of research i did i searched on youtube and there have been like uh so much about this book if you just search on the net and apparently you know in some part of the world there was a tribe i i think it's a tribe or something apparently these tribes they i don't know if it's a tribe or if it's a group of people uh in some part of the world i forgot where these people they actually believe that god is protecting them and there's nothing that can happen to them so actually they would prove themselves by you know uh drinking po- they actually drink poison and they'll prove it that that poison has no effect on them and this is what it is they just believe that god is protecting them and this perception that the poison is not going to do anything to them because the because god some powerful thing like god like god is protecting them from the poison and even if they drink the poison they would not get they they would not get affected and this actually happened like people of those groups who believed so strongly that god is protecting them nothing can happen to them they actually drank poison and nothing actually happened to them oh my fuck fuck what the fuck is this I mean like guys can you realize what this is all about I mean there've been so many experiments like for example if you guys have seen um people who walk on hot coals they actually believe that they are strong enough to walk on hot coals and they not and they won't get burned down and apparently there was even if you have a slight doubt 
that that hot coal might burn you it will actually burn you it's all perception if you actually believe in something so much and so and your belief is so strong it sell it sends those belief signals to the 50 trillion fucking cells in your body and those 50 trillion cells actually react because to your perceptions because they don't know what's happening outside the outside so they are going to be uh, you know believing whatever the perceptions that you have so if your perception is no this is this this is this this is possible this can happen then it can actually happen your body is going to react in this way and that way and actually make it happen like guys perception yeah there was an amazing thing that i read on the net like helps a lot you know and i'm going to leave this by saying that you know this helps i've read in a lot of books and i've seen a lot of you know people say this that when when you when you go before you go to bed and uh, as soon as you wake up every single day write down five things you're grateful for five things that's going to change the perception you have about life like just get up in the morning and don't repeat when you're doing this habit don't don't repeat what you write write anything five that you're grateful for this healthy nutritious food that i have this amazing friends and family i have and i'm grateful for my friends i'm grateful for my family i'm grateful for everything i have and you guys won't realize that your perception of life is going to change so drastically that you're going to you, you cannot find reasons to be unhappy you have to be happy every single day because you won't realize it when you're in your day to day life that how grateful you are for ha- having whatever you have like people in africa don't have water to drink there's sta- there's so much starvation happening in africa there's so much bad things happening all over the world that you sh- you should be so grateful that you know you're even alive i mean that even if you realize that you know that the chances of being human is one is to 400 trillion the chances of being a human is actually 1 into 400 1 is to 400 trillion like 400 trillion being alive itself is an amazing thing i mean being a human i mean imagine the odds of being a human you can be an insect you can be an animal you can be anything guys being you're so you should be i mean i'm so grateful that i am a human I have this amazing life that I live. I have amazing family, parents, friends, amazing country that I live in. There's so much to be grateful for that I if you write it down, you cannot be unhappy. How is it possible to be unhappy? There's always something you have something to be grateful for. If you're stressed today, start doing this. If you're feeling unhappy, start doing this. Start writing down what you're grateful for and guys, it's going to change your life. Being grateful is one thing that is going to help you get away from stress and get, you know live a happy healthy li- happy healthy life because guys imagine just go to a, a orphanage or just go to a, a old age home and you know for example just go to a old age home and see, see and see the faces of the old people there you know the regret on their face like they 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 would feel so ungrateful that they didn't spend their lives like they wanted to do they didn't take the part that they wanted to do some of them might be like that you know they might be like so uh, if you talk to them they might be like 
you know they should have done this they should have lived a happier better life there there was a they regret doing not doing something you know most of the regrets that people have is of not trying something of not taking that part of not doing that you know so guys don't hesitate try do everything that you want to do live a happy healthy life and that's all i'm going to sign out and that's all i'm going to sign off by saying thanks for listening to entertainment 101 the most entertaining and educational podcast in the world thank you guys for listening and i'll see you next time peace Yeah, yeah, yeah.